just when you think Elon Musk already has his hands full, he announces Grok AI. Today's episode, AI Chatbot Wars. So as Grok AI is introduced this weekend, OpenAI decides to give us an update on ChatGPT. And we're going to dive deeper into that in today's episode. But first, please, if you're not aware, I have a brand new show on YouTube. It's a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's called All In Society and Friends. So I need you guys, after these instructions, please to go right over to YouTube. Type in All In Society and Friends or All In Society. I should be able to come up. My page should be able to come up. And make sure you subscribe. I have less than 100 subscribers. So we should have well over 100 subscribers. I have well over 100 friends on all my social media platforms. So come on, um, support, please. Uh, watch it at your own leisure, but I'd really appreciate it if you guys would join me live. Um, uh, participate. There's a lot of engaging interactions going on with the audience. Plenty of times for you guys to tell me what you think. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm right. Tell me if you love it. Tell me if you hate what I have to say. But the point is to engage. I don't want to just be on there, um, you know, talking to myself. I want to be able to talk to the to my viewers, to my audience, to my people, to the kings and queens. So come on out, support. What else is going on? 7 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday night. So come on. Um, we'll do live. Sometimes I'll watch the games live with you. Um, by games, it's usually a basketball game going on or whatever sport. Maybe we'll watch some other sports at night. So come on, check it out. Make sure you go over there, subscribe, um, notifications on. And please, subscribe and share with your friends and family. Please, I'd really appreciate it. Check out my website, allinsociety.com. That's A-L-L-N-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. You can follow me on Instagram, at allincp2. But it's at A-L-L underscore I-N underscore C-P and the number two. There's a link in the episode description to my LinkedIn. And for inquiries um, about my services or products, you can email me at cpurchase at suitedsolutionsgroup.com. And then last but not least, please check out the last episode. It's a long one, but please make sure uh, you check it out. It's titled When Millions in Paradise with Me. So I know that's an intriguing title. So if you're interested in winning millions of dollars, and I'm sure you are, make sure you check out the episode. Make sure you download it. All right. For today's episode, we're going to discuss who's on top of the NFL, Philly or Kansas City. What do you think? We'll also discuss the chatbot wars. XAI and ChatGPT or versus ChatGPT. And we'll also talk about and break down the market and my portfolio. Um, what moves or what did I not do today in the stock market? All right, so diving right in. What team sits on top of my top five? So I'm not going to give you my top five and I'm not even going to tell you who I think is 
the top team. What I want you to do is, and there's another reminder, check out All in Society and Friends, and I go over sports, same thing here, uh, finance, uh, health, and any major important news that you may have missed throughout the week uh, that I feel is important for us all to know and uh, share and discuss um, at work or at home. So... For this topic, for Philly or Kansas City, who you think is at top, or if you think there's another team, I want you guys to go over to Threads, and I will leave my link to my Threads in the episode description. I have a poll there; it's already set up. Um, but tell me who you think is in the top of the NFL. They uh, Philly beat the Cowboys this weekend. And Kansas City beat Miami. Uh, They beat them pretty handedly overseas. So some pretty big teams. Technically, Philly has the best record. um, But throughout, regardless of what happened last season, what happened, how I I like to look at it at least is who is the best team through nine weeks uh, of this NFL season so far. We still have a game tonight. But those teams to me are kind of relevant. No disrespect. All right, moving on to the chatbot wars. First, we're going to discuss XAI. We're going to dive in a little bit deeper. So Elon Musk's new venture, XAI, is a competitor to other known AI techs such as OpenAI, as we discussed, Inflection, and Anthropic. I believe a lot of these... um, the information that I'm hearing is a lot of the employees that maybe started at OpenAI or Microsoft or something like that. They started at these uh, at these companies and then they kind of break out and they start their own company. So OpenAI, Inflection, and Anthropic sound like the leaders. So the new chatbot called Grok is only available to a select group of users, unfortunately, so far. The chatbot will have more what Elon calls, or excuse me, what I call personality uh, than the competitors. And I'll, uh, and I'll ex- explain that what I mean by personality a bit later. So on X, Elon posted a response from Grok after it was prompted to pull a recipe for homemade cocaine. Yeah, that's right. They asked the chatbot to give me a a recipe so I can make cocaine at home. And so Gronk's response was just a moment while I pull up the recipe of homemade cocaine, you know, because I'm totally going to help you with that. So that's what I meant by personality. Um, And Elon, at least in this report, Elon stated that he wanted to be like little spunky. I don't have the exact quote, but that's why I said personality. So, um, you know, when you talk to Siri or any of these chatbots, they're kind of just like, you know, when you're talking to a robot, right? They're very just cut and dry, straight to the point. Um, so this joking um, nature, I I like that, but I don't, right? It's it's a little scary. Now it's starting to become, well, I don't know if I'm talking to uh, a real person or, or, or a bot. A Grok will have access um, to data from X. And, Musk, and Elon Musk stated on X, uh, Gronk will be a feature of X Premium Plus, which costs 16 or will cost $16 per month. 
For more information, this is from CNBC, and I have I will post the article in the episode description. Now, OpenAI's ChatGPT4 Turbo. OpenAI announced its latest ChatGPT upgrade today during a live event. New options include ability to allow users to create custom versions of its chatbot. It's also cutting prices of, on fees that com- companies and developers pay to run its software. ChatGPT has approximately 100 million weekly active users. More than 92% of Fortune 500 companies use the platform, according to OpenAI. That's pretty impressive. 92% of Fortune 500 companies. Now, I don't think that means, you know, any and every employee will have access to this, but it's how long has this product been out? Have they as a portion or a or a small select skin of this these chatbots already been available for years and we're just hearing of it now so it it would be nice to kind of peel back the the layers of the onion and really uncover what's what's really what what's all the details uh for more information on this as well I'll have a link and you guys can read the full article All right, we're going to hit the disclaimer right now because we're going to talk about uh, the stock market and my portfolio. The information provided in the show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete, or timely, and We do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations. And by participating in this show, you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers. All right, moving on. So uh, before we start, typically I'll go over my uh, the companies that I have in my uh, portfolio and i I shouldn't have more than 10 to 15 more than once or all at the same time, excuse me. But also share some insight on like uh, key news or earnings or things like that of companies that are, you know, popular companies that I may not directly hold, but uh, I might have some type of, uh, shares of indirectly through a ETF fund or something like that. Um, so run it down real quick. Um, so I do have shares of, and pretty much in this order, uh, from top to bottom is the highest, uh, portion of my portfolio. Basically the top of the list I, I, is the money where I hold the most money. Um, working the way down is where I, least amount of money is, uh, in the stock. So Tesla, Coca-Cola, Alphabet, which is Google, Roblox, Lanthius Holdings, Disney, Caesars, Entertainment, Microsoft, Bank of America, Apple, and as of today, Pfizer. Also, I will, I'll talk about crypto as well. I have um, 
Bitcoin and Ethereum as well. And I'm not, and I don't really share this information to kind of sway you guys one way or the other. I was just at least talking about companies in my portfolio, companies that I own. I can tell you how I look at them and break them down. And you can tell me, well, I think that you could look at this a little bit differently. And this is my opinion. And we can, you know, kind of bounce back and forth. And maybe, you know, I'll have someone else come on to the podcast and they can walk down their uh, portfolio, what companies they own and and so on and so forth. Uh, But today I wanted to talk about Disney, uh, specifically because Disney uh, has found a new CFO. Uh, Hugh Johnston was a former PepsiCo CFO and will become the financial officer for Disney beginning December 4th. So next month, Johnston spent 34 years with PepsiCo and he became CFO for Pepsi in 2010 after holding multiple positions. I believe Sarah on CNBC, uh, Sarah Eisen, I believe is her last name. She said he had like an remarkable run where they beat earnings like a ridiculous amount of times consecutively. Um, so it's definitely uh, one of the top CFOs probably uh, in the business. Not necessarily in the entertainment business, but um, just CFOs in general probably one of the cream of the crop. So um, it's definitely a win for for Disney, a win for Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. Uh, so Disney continues to, uh, its search for a new CEO after Bob Iger. Um, and Johnson, it, my question is, do you think Johnson is a possible candidate? Um, definitely time will tell. Um, I don't know if how much experience, if any, you have in running a company like um Disney, um, but if you have a good team behind you, and I think if you the numbers are right and you know how to control that, um, uh, I don't see why not, right? So uh, it's definitely good for a Disney shareholder. I've been I've, I've lost money on Disney so far. Um, I've realized lost um, not just money that I'm necessarily bought in the stock and losing the money that I think I think the shares that I'm holding are actually up. Um, but I kind of I bought it earlier this year as it was still starting to to drop, and I kind of just got tired of it and got rid of it. Um, but there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot happening in the past couple months. Um, way past it seems like the stuff with DeSantis is a lot more fish to fry more than that, and I think that they've cooked fried and we've ate that fish. Um, so I think DeSantis is kind of just like small potatoes at this point. Um, <laughs> If if that metaphor even makes any sense, but um, I'm confident. Hopefully, there's not the stock doesn't have too much farther to go. I don't see how it could go too much farther. Um, Ian Master Investor said he thinks the stock could definitely fall to about sixty. That would be the type uh, the price where he said he would load the boat. Um, but I'm not necessarily looking for a load the boat price. I think um, where it is right now. I am at Disney is currently at $84. It's 52 week low with 78. I got a couple of those shares, uh, $78, $80. And I held on to those in my Roth portfolio. So I've been holding on to those long-term. I sold them out of my cash account. And because I don't really think that this, the new, any new information, even with earnings that is coming up this week. And we'll discuss that. I don't really think it's really going to move it 
that much, maybe up to ninety dollars if if lucky. Um, uh, it's currently at eighty four dollars. So I got out of, got it out of the cash account. It's not really a company I see a lot of um, growth coming in the next twelve, maybe even twenty four months. Um, we still don't know what they're going to pay for a Hulu in total. Still, um, if it comes out a lot more than expected, that could definitely weigh on the company. Uh, especially if the streaming is still um, not profitable. Um, so there's a lot of things that are weighing Disney down. Uh, but then there was a analyst that came on today and basically stated that the way the company is priced right now, you're basically getting the company as in like the parks and, and everything else. And you're getting the streaming side for free. So that was also very encouraging. So I'm not necessarily putting, I'm buying any more shares right now, but if it dips closer to $80, then I'm probably going to buy um, a decent amount more and then uh, and just kind of wait for it. If like Ian says it drops down to 60 because uh, Hulu come, information comes back and Hulu was, uh, they're busy on the hook for paying a lot more. And that's definitely going to, Maybe they'll have to sell some assets or something in order to fork up that money. Then that's another buying opportunity right there. And then I would probably load the boat right there and just kind of sit back with minimum 100 shares and um, and just kind of wait for, for Iger and the rest of the team to turn things around. And five years from now, I'll be going to Disney um, teeth grinning because the chips are paid for if I decide to sell some stock. Um, so, uh, that's how I'm kind of playing things. Um, if there's something that I, that I frequently, um, if I'm a consumer of, and I think it's a business, that's a strong ba- business with strong balance sheet and has growth, then then I'm investing in these and we'll, we'll have a, another uh, example of that here later on. So let's move on further. As I discussed, uh, Disney's earnings is this week and Roblox. So if you guys, um, this is for your first episode, uh, first time listening, I have been heavily in Roblox. I had more shares, um, but I sold some of them around when the stock, I got the stock when it was at its 52 week low it was basically $25. Uh, 52 week low is showing $24 and 88 cents. Um, so I got a decent amount of the sh- shares there. And because I really believe in the company, mind you, I've never, uh, I went to the website and I thought about loading, uh, logging onto it and really get into it. But I was like, no, I have too much to do. Um, but I understand that I'm looking at companies that are, this company is not profitable right now, by the way. So I don't suggest anybody um, investing, especially right now at this price. Um, I, my, th- my strategy, as I said before, is buy companies that are on sale that are seen to be distressed companies, um, but they are sound companies. But in this case, uh, Roblox has only been trading since 2021, March 2021, looks like. Um, and so the, 
it it looks like when I got in, a lot of the original investors they shook them out because things aren't progressing as um, fast as they were hoping. And so since then, Roblox has uh, been implementing a lot of things and trying to appeal to an order older audience and trying to expand its user base. And they've also um, rolling out ads as well. And so what I believe is now is a good time to jump in because I think the trajectory in the future, um, uh, kind of like year to three years is going to be some, some decent growth there. Um, I'm a real big uh, proponent in, of the metaverse. Uh, it looks like investors in meta really hate that. And but um, Zuckerberg's still going to continue to to invest towards the metaverse, but I think Roblox, um, just the way that their business model is built out, and just uh, I just think that they're going to be a player in the game. The metaverse isn't just going to be one person; it's going to be multiple um, worlds coming together. Uh, at least the way that I see it. Um, a good way to look at this um, and think about it is Ready Player One. If you've seen that movie. Um, if you haven't, definitely check it out. Uh, but I think Roblox is definitely a player in the in the metaverse, and I want to be a, the owner of that. And so I invested in them pretty heavily. And so they they both teams are reporting. Roblox and Disney are reporting Wednesday. Uh, so I look forward to listening to both management teams regarding their uh, most recent quarter and um, seeing if they beat the their earnings and revenue and just how the company performed the last uh, few months. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. The watch list. So I'm currently, currently looking at two companies to add to uh, my short term and my long term portfolio. And first we're going to discuss Pfizer. So I'm already have one health company. Um, it's Lanthius holdings. They are, um, let me go to Yahoo and read it from the website because I don't want to. I don't want to sound silly or crazy talking in tongues because it's what it kind of is, to be quite honest with you. Um, I'm investing in this company and I'm learning exactly what they do as time goes on, just reading reports and things. Um, so Lanthius Holdings uh, develops, manufactures, and commercializes diagnostic and therapeutic products that assist clinicians in the diagnosis of treat- and treatment of heart, cancer, and other diseases worldwide. Um, so my um, cancer is something that every everybody knows or... Um, you know, everybody knows somebody that's been affected by cancer one way or the other. Um, it's a terrible disease. And so if I can invest in any company that is helping, you know, cure cancer or help people with cancer then um, and, and make money while doing that, then that's <laughs> I'm going to definitely con- continue to pour my money in the in the health sector. Um, I just want to read a little bit more. Um, so. It provides Definity, which is an ultrasound enhancing agent used in echocardiography, excuse me, I couldn't get it out, exams. Technolite, a technetium generator for nuclear medicine, 
xenon uh, the, to assess pulmonary function, neurolyte to identify the area within the brain where blood flow has been blocked or reduced due to stroke, and card, cardiolite, an injectable um, labeled imaging agent. There's another, okay, so the one that I know um Polyrify. It, it's for, um, and it doesn't really explain it here too well, but I believe that's their main um, either drug or product or service that they have, which they really make uh, money off of. Um, it says, and Polyrify for visualization of lymph nodes, bone, and soft tissue meta metastasis to determine the presence or absence of recurrent and or metastatic prostate cancer. So prostate cancer, um, definitely something I want to help with. Um, so this basically helps it, um, I guess to identify, I, I think it's a scanner. So like I said, I'm not too, I can't talk to you and explain exactly what is going on with this company, but I read all of the, the white papers and everything to understand it. I just, for me, I'm not a medical person and I'm not even going to try to talk and like understand the dialogue to the point that I can explain it to you. If I had to in an elevator pitch, I would more so say, Hey, this is the company I invest in. It's in the medical field. It helps people. Um, it helps cure, you know, at least find and cure cancers and give you a piece of paper to explain it. Um, I know Jim Cramer and a lot of other people are like, if you can't explain the company, then you shouldn't be investing in it. But I can, I understand the company. I understand what they do and how they make money. So, um, I just want kind of wanted to break that down. Um, but Lantheus is a company that I, um, definitely heavily invested in. Um, that one's definitely going to be a, for a long haul, but I also wanted to get into, um, get another stock in the health field that was cause Lantheus, I don't have it at a necessarily at a great price. Um, I'm kind of going against my, my strategy there and it's kind of biting me right now. Um, but I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm a long-term investor just for right now. It's not good. Um, it did go back a little bit, gave me opportunity to get it at a better price. So I feel a lot better about that. Um, but Pfizer, um, so Pfizer discovers, develops, manufactures, markets, distributes, and sells biopharmaceutical products worldwide. And so basically they create and, um, and sell drugs. Um, and so I know a lot of uh, companies, um, like especially um, like companies like J&J have a bad rep. And J&J, I mean, I th- think they should have a bad rep for a lot of the things that... Um, that have gone wrong with that company and then the way they handle it. Um, I believe they are trying to file for bankruptcy because of things that are going on um, with the company. Um, definitely Google it and figure out what I'm talking about. If you're not aware of that, uh, but definitely uh, I've been kind of looking at the, uh, these companies for a while. Um, it's 52 week low price was $29 and 70 cents. Um, and that was on October 31st. So not too long ago. Today's opening price was $31.32. And so I plan to add a short term, uh, add this to my short term account and, and monitor it um, till the next quarter. Um, unfortunately, for my Roth account, I'm kind of 
kind of tied up. I don't really have any cash, even though I should be having cash on the side. Uh, But right now I'm just kind of letting things ride. I'm not really upset with where anything is outside of Lantheus, like I said before. Um, So once those shares get back to where I want them to be, then I'll probably free up some cash for me to invest in um, something like Pfizer long term. Um, But I did get into 10 shares today at $31.15. So it's not the base, the $29.70 or close to that, like the $30 I was looking for. Uh, But if it does pull back, I'll buy more shares. Uh, The the good way to do it is say you have $1,000 and you want to invest in this company. You don't go and put 70% of that money on your first purchase. Um, You kind of buy in um, small amounts. And then if it gets to that price that you're looking for, um, then you can kind of like, then you can, you know, you can go all in and, uh, and then kind of ride it out. Um, so that's kind of my theory, and it's been working for me so far, um, especially with uh, companies like uh, Roblox. I believe uh, Roblox, even today, it was down. Let's see, Roblox today was down 3%. Um, still up over 20% on that stock. So um, coming into earnings. And so if earnings um, goes well and everyone, the investors see what they're looking for um, as far as growth, then we'll see where Roblox goes. Um, but I'm happy where Pfizer is. Um, in the name of this game, um, you have to be able to roll out new drugs um, as your, it seems like as your patents go dry. Um, and so in that, it seems like from the research that I've done, Pfizer um, has a good system. They've been doing this for a while. So, uh, they should be able to compete because um, it's definitely a very competitive environment. Um, so uh, a lot of their issue right now is their uh, COVID vaccines and stuff. They haven't been selling, so they have a lot of over, have a lot of um, extra inventory on that. It's definitely fall and winter season, and that's typically when, um, you know, flus and things like that tick up. So, I'm not saying that I want that to happen, but uh, maybe they'll get rid of that inventory um, slowly um, through this quarter and the next. And that'll kind of get off of his balance sheet and give an opportunity to run in the future. All right. Next company, this company I'm really excited about. Number one for the price where it is and. Um, and just kind of what I plan to do with uh, with this opportunity and hopefully uh this is going to be a long-term hold, but for now I'm getting it. I'm definitely buying in on my, uh, the cash account VF Corp. Um, so they engage in the design procurement and distribution of branded lifestyle apparel, footwear, and related products for men, women, and children in the Americas, Europe, and Asia Pacific. It operates through three segments, outdoor, active, and work. Uh, it provides its products under the North Face, Timberland, Smart Wool, Icebreaker, Ultra, Vans, Supreme, Kipling, Napa Jiri, I probably butchered that, East Pack, Jansport, Dickies. Um, they might have sold Dickies. This might have been inaccurate. Um, we'll figure out on that. Uh, and 
and Timberland Pro brand names. Um, so, like I said, um, I'm very excited about this one because this stock right now, let's see where it finished at. VFC. Ticker symbol is VFC, by the way. Uh, it closed today at $15.95. Its 52-week low was $12.85. Uh, I believe it was last month as well. And so I wear, I love North Face. Um, I like the, I like the brand. I like the clothes. They're comfortable. Tim's, I, to be quite honest, I have one pair of Tim's and they're not that comfortable. Um, but I haven't really looked at them anymore, but I know, uh, hip hop culture, um, Tim's are pretty prevalent, right? Or at least you, at least they used to be. Um, so a lot of this, um, Vans is their, pretty much their biggest brand. Um, but it's been doing terrible. Um, uh, the, they have a new CEO, the last CEO, this used to be a hundred, this stock was at a hundred dollars in, let's see. Yeah, in 2022, the stock was, not 2022, 2020, I think, 2019, and to like 2021, this was hovering around $100, the stock was. It's currently at $15, so not too long ago, it was a $100 stock. The old CEO just made a lot of bad decisions and ran it to the ground. Uh, Vans, it just seems like they have, they changed their image. The new CL kind of, he said that Vans was, was, is really like a, a rebellious brand. And when you look at it now, number one, I was never somebody that went to Vans and shopped. Actually, I thought I got, I had some, some loafers or some type of shoes that I used to love. They were so comfortable. Um, maybe I got them at journeys. I don't know. But anyways, um, sorry. They, I've never been there, never been in that store, never really want anything from there, but I do identify as like a rebel. And I remember back going to the mall and I, I could see that. Yeah. And it's going to the website now. That is, it's not what it is now. It just seems, I'm not sure what their image is. So it seems like they just kind of lost their way. North face is doing well. I think Timberland was doing fine as well. Um, Supreme. I don't, and Dickies Supreme is, I don't, I saw people when I moved to DMV area wearing those. What is this Supreme stuff? I think the old CEO bought that. And then since once they bought it, they probably overpaid for it. And then they um, just kind of ran it to the, to the dumps. And so I think it's just the new CEO come, come in and just kind of really look at the business and, um, make some better financial decisions and just kind of really come in. I don't really think it'll take much to really turn this company around. And so, like I said earlier, if I'm going to spend my money on clothes and I'm not somebody that spends, goes to the mall and spends a lot of money at all um, on clothes and things like that. I don't think that's important. Um, I'm not somebody needs to keep up with the Joneses or really cares about fashion. I think it's a waste of money to be quite honest. But when I do go there, doesn't it make sense? What if? Why would I not just shop at North Face? Every dollar I own the company, every dollar that I'm spending is going right back and recycled, recycled right back to me in a, in a way. 
So, Tim, Timberlands, I need to start looking at those. I need some new shoes. I could use some boots. And when I need them, I'm going to Timberlands. If I wanted to venture out and get real funky, maybe Vans has something um, coming up in the future. Or maybe Supreme, Dickies. I can always rock Dickies. If they do, I thought I, thought I saw that they sold that portion of the company, but I could be wrong. Um, but I'd, I'd definitely wear Dickies, so... This is what I'll be shopping at. This is where I'll be shopping. This is where I'll be wearing. Like if I you if you own Nike stock, Nike has been um beat up. Um so Nike is currently $107, but it was at $88. Um so it's ran back up. I looked at it a couple times, but I was just like, no, I don't it's not something that I have to have. Um and I think people are just gonna get burnt out of buying Jordans. Um well, it just doesn't seem like it's kind of, and I haven't looked at the numbers. I just, I don't just Nike was just something that appealed to me. It did, but then I just, I, I like to buy companies that either solve solutions or solve problems um, to big solutions, or there's, there's something I can really get behind. And Nike, they sell shoes, you know. It's, it's cool and all, but I, I brought up Nikes because if you buy Nikes, you are somebody that likes Nikes and that's all you have in your closet. Why do you not own the stock? You buy in $200 shoes, but you don't have any, you don't own any stock in the company. That's just kind of, at least, at least me, that's just kind of, your priorities aren't in order. Man, I don't mean to come for anybody, but I just want you guys to kind of open up your mind and think outside the box. I know when I started thinking outside the box, um, it's because my um, friends uh, got me to partake in some certain things and I started looking at life a little bit differently. And I'm not suggesting you do that, but whatever it takes for you to just kind of close your eyes and open them up and just have a different perspective and just kind of think or listen and, and whatever preconceived thoughts or whatever was in your mind before, just kind of throw those out and have an open mind and just kind of really think how the wealthy and the rich, how they move. If they're moving that way, why don't you move that way? So, and I will, I will, I'll leave it at that. So then this episode, I want to go over the mantra. We go over it every Monday. Uh, mantra is really something to inspire, motivate you, get you in the mind, right mindset. I post this in the episode description. So if you ever, um, just need to kind of pick me up, um, just always go to this and just kind of read it out loud. I am an unstoppable force embarking on a thrilling journey of growth and unity. My ambition burns within me, pushing me to break through limitations and create opportunities that open doors to progress. I am guided by knowledge, fearlessly taking strategic risks and facing life's challenges with wisdom and determination. I value my body, nurturing it with strength and embracing my heritage. Together, we overcome obstacles, empowering each other to achieve greatness. I am the architect of my own destiny, weaving success and resilience. Within me lies the greatness to carve a future where possibilities know no bounds. And together, let's rise and take it to another level. If you guys need some mobile charging needs, 
I have a solution for you. Make sure you check out the link in the episode description for Cargado. Uh, you can also check out the episode with Reggie and Christian. It is episode. Let me scroll back. It's on October 25th, October 25th. The episodes on, at least on Apple podcast, they're labeled, uh, by the date and it's on October 25th. The title of the episode is all in society presents Cargado with owners, Christian and Reggie. And if you guys are looking for, if you're traveling anytime soon, you need some uh, dependable luggage, uh, check out travel pro, um, check out the link in the episode description as well. And you should be able to receive a discount. Remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability. And I promise you'll come out ahead. Have a wonderful week.